The following content is not suitable for children. George, we're going to talk today about how to ask the sexual withdrawer questions that they might just answer. I can't wait to hear. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. Just as we begin, please remember to check out Uberlube. Uberlube.com is where you can get this great lubricant and help support Foreplay Radio. I'm going to call them Dee and Damien, and he really wants more variety in their sex life. He's all about breadth of what you want to, you know, what he wants to do in bed. And I really think she's about depth. I think that she's inviting him into an intimate place that he's, he can't quite get the vision for yet, but Mm -hmm. she listens to the podcast and apparently she listened to the vibrator episode. And so she, she tells him she wants to buy a vibrator. And of course she buys one and never gets it out. So what do you think he wants to ask her? A whole lot of questions about that vibrator. Why, how, when she bought it, why does she listen to Lori and not to me? <laughs> I'm sure there was a whole list of questions. Right. And just as you say that, why does she listen to Lori and not to me? That's, that's a great question because I think it, it's an example of how our frustration with our partner kind of gets in the way of curiosity. Mm-hmm. The problem, I think, with any withdrawer, but certainly with a sexual withdrawer, is the way we ask the question lacks curiosity. So our partner feels our agenda, and they shut down. And, I mean, I think he wants to say, you know, why haven't we used it? Which, of course, is his... It's a judgment, not a a curiosity. Right. It's a judgment. Exactly. And, Which and what's the, the pursuer judgment? has good reasons for. It's, it is pretty frustrating when you've tried and tried and tried and got rejected, rejected, rejected. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, here comes Lori. And she says, you should try this. And all of a sudden, that works. It's like, are you damn kidding me? Do <laughs> I have to like, start sounding like Lori to get something through to you? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but I love what you're saying because it, it is the difference between Judgment and curiosity is all the difference between making a nervous system more receptive than not receptive. Right. If you feel that judgment, I mean, I'll already be on edge. And if I'm on edge, I'm shut down. I'm certainly not sexual, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this cannot be a sexy conversation if I feel on edge. And so when he says, why aren't we ever using it? Like suddenly I'm tongue-tied. I have no answers. And I wanted him to ask questions like, tell me when you listen to Lori, what made you rethink vibrators? I mean, just kind of an open-ended question. Start at the beginning with some real curiosity instead of, instead of some frustration or, or, you know, how are you thinking a vibrator would help you or help us? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, she knows that he's favorable, so it's not like he's defensive about a vibrator. But it would be interesting, I think, to him to understand the way her mind works. But I think he he and most sexual pursuers, we narrow it down to something that we want 
and then our partner doesn't kind of open up about all the nuances and the corners of their mind that they're feeling about this issue. Right. So the, all the sexual pursuers now, they work so hard. So they're listening to this and they're like, how can I say it? I, I think that's what puts some of the pressure on. They rehearse it and they try to be so delicate with the message. And they, you know, and that is frustrating when you're working so hard and you're constantly getting blown off. But I love the spirit of it. It's like they put, pursuers put this pressure on themselves before it even goes to their partner. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's hard to do all this inner work with yourself and all this pressure. How should I say How, what's the best way? Sound like Lori. Like you can see the wheels spinning <laughs> like Lori and, and that vibe then spills over into the question. So I think I want to backtrack a second. That anxiety say, is what that anxiety. Right. right. So how do you over. get that sexual pursuer to even acknowledge their own pushing energy? Because that is the vibe that's going to get sent. So it's not not trying to say it perfectly, but I think it starts with how do I kind of like get some a relief valve for my own inner world. Mm-hmm. That makes any sense. It does. How do you do that? <laughs> it's a good question. I mean, I, I think it's just it's the mindfulness of noticing and naming that pushing energy that allows you to then go to whatever your strategies. It might be, I might make a joke to myself. That's a nice way of kind of letting off some, some energy. Mm-hmm. I might say a quick prayer. I might focus on my breathing. I might, mm-hmm. you know, that first step before I can get to that open question. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's play with it. Mm-hmm. I might have a glass of wine. <laughs> All right. I like that. <laughs> you know, before I start a conversation like this, just to, feel a little relaxed and not so uptight because I, I can I can feel it inside me just thinking about this, having a conversation as a sexual pursuer. You know, I have all kinds of questions, but I think I too tend to narrow them instead of making them really open. Right. And I wanted to talk about before we role play, which we're going to do right after the break, I wanted to talk about some questions that are really typical that sexual pursuers ask and maybe give them a better way to do it. Okay. So number one is, you know, what are your sexual fantasies? And as a sexual withdrawer, I think people absolutely freeze with that question. Maybe a better way to say it would be, you know, asking them a memory. Memories are sometimes safe or just a time, you know, like, can you tell me about one time that you felt really excited or exhilarated during sex? Because it gives them something to focus on versus this hugely open-ended question. What are my sexual fantasies? Uh, I don't know. I'm, and, you know, I'm not going to tell you. Right? Yeah, I, I find effective. It's as a therapist trying to engage kids in therapy. Right? Questions don't work so well. Mm-hmm. You got to get much more creative. So it's very similar with sexual withdrawers. If you're just going to ask, you know, what is your sexual fantasy? Or you can just feel them freezing. And sometimes it's easier to, to talk about your own fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. Or tell a story or make a joke, right? All of these are different ways of just trying to, to lighten the mood mm-hmm. and to get that shift from judgment serious to curious, not knowing. I think the not knowing is what's so key. Mm-hmm. You mean the not knowing uh, for the sexual pursuer? 
for both to not know the answer to the question. That's what makes it an exploration. If I don't know about your fantasy life, mm -hmm. and I try to talk about mine, but you don't seem to be so interested, so you can't really know mine. We're right. starting from that point of, of really not knowing. So mm -hmm. my first question is, what is your fantasy life? You know, I'm assuming that you know it, and you're just withholding it from me. Mm -hmm. right? and when the person says, I don't know. Right, I don't know. We're we're dead in our waters two sentences into this conversation. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if that's likely to happen, if I know you're likely to not know and hear my question as an accusation, that creativity, I might have a better success saying, Hey, I don't really know. You know, we don't normally talk about this stuff. Would it be okay if I explored my fantasies with you? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times it's, it's easier for the withdrawer to be in a, in a more passive role in this exchange than being put right in the spotlight. That, that is true. That is true. Sexual pursuers often tend to tell a little bit more, do you think, about yeah. what they fantasize about? What would we do, though, if that's been shot down? You know, they, they have shared this, that, and the other thing, and their partner doesn't like that, you know, can, can kind of edit and maybe deny certain things that, you know, that doesn't sound interesting. That doesn't sound interesting, but is having difficulty coming up with what does sound interesting to them or what does turn them on. Right. I think that's the million dollar question there, Lori. <laughs> How do you get somebody, you can't force somebody to do it. Right. All, all a pursuer can do, which is hard work, is to just keep trying to take ownership for their side of the equation, which is the pressure that they could be putting on and trying to kind of reduce that and, and, and send it over a more playful, open. You know, in, a pursuer has to know their own heart. And mm -hmm. are they sending a message loaded with pressure or are they sending a message that's a little bit more open-ended? But yeah, it's really hard when and you, you're working so hard to send it in an open way and it just gets dismissed and pushed aside. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Another question I'm, I'm just going to throw them out is, how do you like to be touched? I hear sexual pursuers ask that one all the time. And mm -hmm. what they get back is, I don't know. Picking up a theme here. <laughs> I don't know. We'll get into I don't know in the second half because it's a, it's a great answer. It's such a good answer. If you're it's a withdrawer, such a it's answer. such a good answer. It's such a great answer. Again, I, I think on this one, if they could ask it just a little more specifically, like tell me one touch, one stroke that I do that feels good to you. You know, they're looking for a tiny win. Mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes they when they're asking how do you like to be touched? I think the sexual pursuer is actually saying, reassure me that I'm a good lover. That's yeah. kind of the agenda. So they don't bring the curiosity. They're, they're not necessarily open to that. They're, they're looking for something that says it's going to be okay between us. Yeah. And again, I like the playfulness. So if I want to know if my wife likes her feet rubbed, that she's touching my feet, and I say, that feels so great. You know what? I want to try that on you. Let's, you know, that, that kind of just in the moment when you don't get a lot of chance to rehearse, right? But again, that pursuer leading with telling the withdrawer they're doing something right, that something feels really good. They're starting with their experience. If I start with my experience, it's a lot easier to withdraw to then kind of lean into their experience than the spotlight being turned right on. Mm-hmm. 
True. And I'm just going to give you a bonus for working on this podcast, which is all women like their feet rubbed. So <laughs> that's, so that's just, all this right. is a bonus tip, George. I thought I finally had a question I could answer. <laughs> Ask. All right. Or uh, another good one. No, that, think about it. That's good. If you know the answer is yes, ask it anyway. That, that is way a you great get a, strategy. You get success with the question. There you go. That's the I think we're technique. done with this podcast. <laughs> that's, that, that's a good one. That's a keeper. Okay. Okay, well, let's come back and talk some more about I don't know. We are grateful to UberLube for still sponsoring us. This is a fantastic lube. If you haven't tried it yet, please check it out at uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay, which gives you 10% off. I keep forgetting to tell people that. They can support us and they can try this great lubrication, which is really, it's made out of a high-grade silicone. And, you know, I do all kinds of ratings on lubrications just in my work. And silicone doesn't get absorbed into the body, so it it really provides smooth touch, smooth intercourse, a great glide. It's scent-free. It is taste-free. So you can switch from foreplay to oral sex to intercourse with no problem. Well, if you're using Uber Lube to enhance and relax your body, then it's just that much easier to open up your mind and expand your heart. And having something fun that makes sex even better, I would love for you to try Uber Lube. Support the Foreplay podcast and save 10% off your order when you use the coupon code FOREPLAY at uberlube.com. Done two Facebook Lives for our patrons, George, and we try to do that once a quarter. We try to send newsletters and give exclusive material. But it's really, we are grateful for people who believe in our mission to help couples keep it hot and help inform people and help them talk about sex, help them get better at their sexual relationship. Right. And partnering with us is, it's really an honor to know people are joining us on this mission, that this is a an effort to produce and for the listeners to put aside time. And, and we hope that's valuable. But when, when we join forces, it's just a lot easier to get that message out there. So we so appreciate the support, both financial and just to make those ratings and to spread the word because mm-hmm. our world really needs it. It does. And we get so many letters from people, not just patrons that are grateful for what we're doing and say it's changing their lives and, so if you want to help us change the world, we would appreciate that support. And certainly this is something that our hearts are in and we've given a lot to you and you can join with us. Okay, excited about talking more about my favorite line. <laughs> I don't know. So what do you think about that, Lori? I think it's a showstopper. Right. It's the worst thing that you get from your partner when, when you ask them a question and they say, I don't know, or like talking to your teenagers, how's school? Or what, what do you feel about going back to school or not going back to school? I don't know. It's a block, right? Mm. It's a total, I don't want to talk to you is what I think. And if it's about sex and we ask our partner something specific, it's, it's you know, for me, there's already courage that's required and had to get vulnerable to even bring up the topic and to ask. And then you get the, I don't know. It's like, okay, you don't want to talk about this. Great. I feel so open here and you just shot me down. Mm -hmm. That's what I think about. I don't know. 
Showstopper. Showstopper. We're trying to expand on that definition, right? Because when a withdrawer says, I don't know, it's actually a pretty safe. What in the moment is the I don't know saying? It's creating space for them. Space is what feels safe, right? I don't have to answer the question, which means my answer won't be judged as wrong. Saying I don't know is much easier option for them. Mm-hmm. I get how it's frustrating for the pursuer, but we're trying to kind of understand that I don't, I don't know is actually an emotion with them that they're trying to create safety. And most of the time, people don't see the threat of the question that's causing that answer. I don't know is also revealing an emerging part of that withdrawal that they normally don't have words or aren't so focused in looking at this specific topic or question. Wait, so say not, that again. Say that again. When you you ask me a question that I don't have the answer to, mm-hmm. right? You're there. A space is opening up inside of me that's revealing something that I'm not really clear about my own inner experience. So when I say I don't know, I'm taking time to think. It's a it's little pause button. It's a little pause button. Mm-hmm. Right, but it's an excited pause button because it's. It's something that if you don't have words, it's an important area. Mm-hmm. Like how do we have, like if a kid doesn't, if, you, if you're learning a new language and you don't have words, are we going to get impatient with you because you don't have words? Like let's, let's speak Greek. And all of a sudden <laughs> you're, you're going to try and you don't have words. And I start yelling at you is how effective is that going to be with your learning of Greek? Not very effective. Right. So I think the teacher has to be able to say, you know, I have to be patient here. This is a good sign that they're saying they don't know. This is an area of their life that they haven't spent so much time exploring like I have. So I'm just going to have to take the lead a little bit in this conversation. So I've been thinking about my sexual fantasies all day long and all the things in vivid detail uh, in in moving color. Right. That I want my partner to tell me about. And I've also had a lead in the conversation because I've been thinking about this conversation. And I Mm -hmm. say to my partner, tell me about your sexual fantasies. And he says, ah, I don't know. It's, it's hitting a nerve and he's just pausing for a minute because what he might not feel safe. What if he tells me something I don't want to hear? I mean, there could, that could bring up all kinds of conflict in him. Like, do I really want to tell her my sexual fantasies? Do I want to get it wrong? I'm not, I mean, I love how you set that up because this pursuer has really gone into vivid detail with fantasies and how should I share it or what could be my partners and spent hours in this spot. The withdrawer's brain is not even on the radar screen and all of a sudden they're being asked, so tell me your fantasies, oh. right? And immediately their <laughs> brain is like, oh shit. Right. So it's that I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to feel bad about myself. I'm in trouble. I don't know the answer. There is a lot of sexual fantasies are boring and you don't like them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're so sensitive to being judged. And this feels like a pretty loaded question that's likely to lead to that. Yes. That is so smart. It is so loaded. And so I don't know is saying, wait. You know, give me a little space. Back give me a little, a little space. Bit. I figure out what I'm supposed to say. You know, how much you actually need versus, you know, maybe I give you a little something <laughs> that's enough to settle you down. How do I you make know? you happy here? That's it, really a big uh, part of it, right? Right. I mean, they're not necessarily even able, I think, to think about 
what pleases them or what turns them on. They're so wrapped up in the dynamic between us and them of, you know, I, I, I just want you to walk away from this conversation not angry with me. Which is why listening to Lori is so much easier. <laughs> right? Because if you're listening to somebody else, you're not, your body's not in that defensive state. It's a lot easier to take in information and be curious about it. Right. So when your partner so was saying, do you want to use a vibrator? How about a vibrator? How about a vibrator? Well, I can go on Amazon now. We can look at different types. Right. And that, <laughs> that you can see that wife in that scenario, like with the brakes on. You and all of a sudden she's driving in a car. Here comes Laurie talking about Uber Lube and the vibrator. And all of a sudden what happens? Right. She's Her relaxed. brain is she's relaxed. It kind of takes in the opportunity. And now she starts kind of exploring it for herself instead of a byproduct of the performance. I'm sure you've had this happen, George, but that does happen in my room so many times. You know, I'll make a suggestion and the partner goes, you know, I've said that like 500 times to you. <laughs> How come Lori can say it? And it's all OK now. That's right. Yep. And we can validate how frustrating that is, but it makes sense if you're the withdrawer who's so defended and doesn't want to get it wrong and is waiting for criticism to hear the question as criticisms. So that's really our key challenge here. It's like, how do we pose that question in a way that feels like an invitation instead of that accusation? Okay, pose it. Let's see what happens. Pose a so, question. And you got to give another name, you know, just for the record, when George and I role play, we, I have people write in all the time and, and say, thank you so much, Lori, for your vulnerability. When you were answering George questions, I'm like, no, 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 I was role playing. <laughs> Those were not my answers. Well, they're parts <laughs> of all of us, right? We okay. all can tap into these places. Yeah. Okay. And that's a nice range and flexibility when you could understand both the world of a withdrawer and a pursuer and kind of touch those parts of yourself. Okay. So. so I'm gonna I'm gonna be the pursuer here. Yeah. All right. Or I'll be the pursuer. I'll be the pursuer. Let's okay, switch roles go. here. <laughs> Are we using a vibrator example? Sure. All right. So, uh, Laura, I was really hoping to get a chance to kind of talk about something I think is really important for our relationship. So, you know, I was thinking a lot about, you know, fantasies and spicing things up. And, I, you know, I think a vibrator would be really great. What do you think about a vibrator? So is this like the middle of the afternoon you're asking me this? Yeah, why not? <laughs> You've been thinking about spicing things up. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. What do you mean you don't know? I mean, you don't think about this stuff at all. Well, I mean, this be, is can you part be Ralph. Of, I'm going to call you Ralph. All right, but this Ralph. is part of but this is part of the problem. You don't really think about these things, Ralph. You know, and I, it's this. You know what? I I got to go pick up the kids in like a half an hour. I just can we talk about this some other time? I I just feel like I I don't even know what you want from me here. You always want to talk about it. no no time, right? When is a good time to talk about it? Well, not in the middle of the afternoon. Right. Whatever. Now you're mad. Well, so let's pause. Again, look how quickly you went from vibrated to what for you, Laurie? <laughs> how many messages of getting it wrong did you get from me? A lot. <laughs> like six or seven. Six or seven in 30 seconds. Not bad. Not bad. 
I mean, like you're, you're asking me, you know, I don't ever think about it. So I'm wrong for not thinking about it right when you've been thinking about it all day long and you come into the middle of my day and are telling me I should have been thinking about this. I'm bad. Um, you know, I don't think about spicing it up. You want to talk about a sex toy in the middle of the afternoon. The kids are going to come home. That probably means you're turned on and what, you're going to want to do it in five seconds before the kids get home. We don't have time to do it. I mean, I, all these things are going through my mind. Right. So how do we do that differently? Got to be a lot softer, dude. A little different, same scenario. Middle of the afternoon, I got to talk about a vibrator. Yep. Go all for right. it. Go Damn, for it. talking about pressure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Hey, Laura, I don't know if this is a good time or not, but I was thinking about something kind of wild and fun. You want to you wanna talk about it or you want to talk about it another time? Um, I don't know. I guess it depends on what wild and fun means. <laughs> well, it's – so you want to talk about it, you say. Depends. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Ralph. Tell me what you're – you're thinking well again it's i'm just thinking about my own you know my brain likes to think about sex a lot it's usually at weird times i do know that about your brain yes yeah and i was just kind of playing with the idea of what about using a vibrator oh gosh what made you think about this I know, that's a great question. It's so weird how these things pop into my brain uh, at the weirdest times. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I was thinking of how important our lovemaking is and kind of spicing things up. And I just want you to kind of be engaged and excited and not feel all this pressure. So I was thinking, you know, how, what are some ways I could not put pressure? And that's why I didn't want pressure on this conversation, right? So if it's not a good time, that's totally cool. I know you got to pick the kids up and stuff. I do. We've got 20 minutes, I suppose. Um, so, so you're saying you, you thought that it would not put pressure on me to think about a vibrator? I'm not sure I know what you mean there. I was just thinking about what the ways that we could help you and me just kind of not have to have a routine and have different ways of, you know, thinking outside the box that you could just have. I don't know if it's something you're into or not. I thought it would, you know, this is really more your, your call here. Just, there's no right or wrong answer I'm looking for. I was just thinking, you know, I wonder what Laurie would think about that. Maybe it'd be something she's into. Maybe something she totally wouldn't want to. I mean, it's your body, what, what, what you'd like or not. I guess I would worry that it would just, it would reduce us to mechanics, and I worry about that. Or I worry that it would, I don't know, that if we do that, then you're going to want to do all kinds of other things with paraphernalia, I guess. Yeah, well, you probably have a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Again, maybe it would be... A, and just an idea. It's not something we have to act on. I just wanted to just kind of get to know you more and get to see kind of, you know, their part of you that takes, huh, maybe interesting. I, I get the part that's cautious and don't want to raise expectations. 
So I just appreciate you having this conversation. I actually got to run. Okay. All right. Okay. Good job. Bye. Okay. Bye. All right. So, so was, wow. I left you with that. Jeez. I, I was just starting to open up. I mean, that's you all right. Go. That's you good. I'm trying go. I'm trying to leave you with that sense of you wanting more, which is a good <laughs> a good sign for a conversation. You were supposed to call me by another name. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah that was good. I it felt you, you gave me a lot of room. We didn't have to have the conversation. Um I, I kind of liked it that you were you were backing up. I, I don't know that I liked it when you left me, though, because I was really starting to noodle on it and think about it. But I I see your point. You know, you, you're trying to say this is not going to be an extended conversation that we're going to get in a fight over, right? Mm -hmm. I, can, I can talk to you about this a little bit, and I can let it go. And I think that for a lot of withdrawers, that would feel really good. I love... My main goal in this conversation is for you to have a little bit of success with the conversation. Mm -hmm. Just with whatever that looks safety. like. Mm -hmm. Just if you feel a little bit afterwards that was better than I thought, mission accomplished. Mm -hmm. That's good. I like that. Okay. Yeah, you definitely accomplished that mission. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's because the pursuer part of me was like, wait, wait. <laughs> We've got to talk about this some more. Uh, okay. So... I hope we've given people a sense of what to do when their partner says, I don't know, especially your sexual withdrawer, how to say things a little bit better, and how to let it go and take the pressure off your partner so that they want to come back and they, they don't feel like they're going to get in a fight with you. I don't know is more than just a showstopper. It's a doorway. It's an opportunity into the unknown for those brave enough to take it. Thanks for listening to Foreplay Radio. Keep it hot, baby. And P.S., please tune in to our Patreon page so that you can catch the next exclusive episode and our next Facebook Live. We appreciate you joining us to spread this really important message. Call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor.